The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into a sea which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And he replied, Then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household, who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord. So Jesus gives us four images, four parables. I'd like to speak about the first two. They're somewhat similar, and they very much resonate with me in my own personal experience. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So here are the images of, of, of in the ancient world when people had to bury treasure when there were invaders coming and they might have to flee for a time or they might themselves uh, be killed from an, an enemy invasion coming into their city but upon finding out that the invaders are coming in what people would do is they would bury their treasure any like valuable things that they have in hopes of coming back and being able to uh, acquire those things. So this man, he finds his treasure, and he wants to legally own the treasure, so he sells every last possession that he has in order to buy the land that the treasure is buried in. And the second man, we have this image of a merchant, so someone who is crafted at finding valuable things. And he finally finds a this beautiful, valuable pearl. He's always kind of probably known, let's, you know, that, that, that some great treasure awaited him. Um, and, and he keeps searching, searching, searching. And of all the things that he's ever found throughout his entire life, he goes all in for this one pearl to, to acquire it. He gets, he's fine with the rest of it just going, and this being the sole treasure that he owns and possesses. In my own experience, I felt falling in love with God was something like this, like these parables that Jesus speaks of. Um, it's, there's quite a few ideas that are bound up in Jesus' usage of the term kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God. He uses the term over and over again throughout the three synoptic gospels particularly. And What one simple way to understand what Jesus is talking about is just basically himself, God and his reign. So when we find God, 
the image here of the man finding, finding the pearl or the treasure is this thing is so great that I'm willing to let go of everything else because the value of this thing is so good. And there's a couple of images I think that could get our minds in a place where we're capable of understanding what's going on here um, if, if we ourselves have not experienced this. Now, I personally believe I had this experience, this very experience, and I'll relay a few details of that. But I think about other big experiences in life that are just dichotomy changers, or they're just complete perspective changers. When you have your first child, um, for all those out here who, who have children, many of my friends, I will not have a biological child. I'm a spiritual father, but many of my friends who I've grown up with, who I've known my entire life, they all basically describe the same thing. They said, upon having my first child, being born into the world, it just completely changed everything. It was, it's, it was an event in my life that changed my perspective on everything. Everything changed, it's hard to explain, but everything shifts. The, the whole world and my duties in the world are different. Another, I think, helpful image would be falling in love with someone. And there's different forms of falling in love. Um, sometimes it's a little bit more slow, it takes time. Um, you think of, I think about the image of maybe, you know, from a male perspective, the girl next door. You kind of, you grow up with her, um, you might go through uh, all your life, but at a certain point, like, man, I, there, I, she is really beautiful. And um, there's a kind of falling in love. Something changes in the perspective, almost with maybe an adult perspective. Um, there's this this uh, affection or this attraction to this person, um, and that per that falling in love that becomes the the main thing. You don't really everything else revolves around that, right? Or maybe it is more sudden. Maybe it's kind of all of a sudden I fall in love. I find this person, or maybe it's something in between. At any rate, this is kind of what Jesus is speaking of here. My own experience, this happened to me in my college years. Um, and college, of course, for me as it is for many young people, it's a time of kind of exploring what the world has to offer. There's a distance from the family of origin, so you leave your parents, you move on. Oftentimes, when people go to, in those years or in, in school at that time, and there's an independence that takes place. And so, as an adult, with an adult perspective, it's like, what is of value in this place and what is it that I'm aiming after or, or chasing after a lot of times people lose their faith in those college years and as I was entering into college myself I did I, I, I started to kind of just slowly trail away a little bit I would say never fully stopped practicing but just like many college students um, the things of this world kind of have a very heavy attraction right and of course Thomas Aquinas talks about the things of this world in a very categorical methodical way as he uses the terms in the categories of honor, power, pleasure, and wealth. So we think about, I was at a high school for three years prior to being here, what a high school, a lot of the ways that the high school students would talk about going to college was more about the experience itself rather than just the intellectual or the preparation for a career, right? It was I want to go to a Big Ten school because I want to go to the football games, I want to be a part of the sororities or the fraternities, et cetera, et cetera. There's like an experience of the world. And so here, thinking, using this image that Jesus gives us, 
this kind of searching for what is valuable. Searching for what is valuable. And so, um, as a young man, um, living this college lifestyle that the world offers, right, these, these things, these pleasures, these comforts, these um, experiences, um, that the world says, this is what you want to circulate your life around, and this is what you want to attain. And just finding myself, just from an experiential point of view, as a young man, feeling depressed and empty and not feeling um, full and just searching, again, searching, 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 maybe this next pleasure or this next experience or this next um, whatever the thing is will bring me the thing, the, the, the experience I'm looking for, the satisfaction in life. I think this is very, very true for many of our young people. And, um, and myself kind of stumbling upon these two priests who were giving homilies on uh, one summer, and they would, their homilies would be on, on the radio, on Relevant Radio, which is a local radio station, and Catholic radio station. And one, one of those priests was Archbishop Fulton Sheen, um, who is a famous priest from the 1950s and 60s in America, very famous. And hearing them speak about Jesus in the Catholic Church, these two priests, um, was transformative for me. Um, I found myself discovering this pearl or this treasure personally. And at a certain point, I realized the Lord himself was, was drawing me to himself and showing me what, John, I, wanna, I, I want you to, 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 to aim towards this treasure. Come to me. I'm the only thing that's worth it. All these other things will leave you inevitably empty and dissatisfied, depressed and anxious. And so as I started to pursue Christ, I found this joy. As I started to kind of circulate my habits, my life, my behaviors, and um, my beliefs, and started to pray, pray the rosary, started to go to Mass every day, um, as we had it offered on campus. And I found myself starting to be full of joy, as both figures are described in Jesus' parable. I think we live in a time and an age where uh, we're, we're kind of a joyless people, quite frankly. And, 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 and I, I pay attention to the, the Pew Research stuff and all the stats that come out because it's very pertinent to my vocation as a priest and understanding where are we at as a culture and why are we in this place of unhappiness? You know, why are we living in the most unhappy time Probably ever, certainly since we started recording statistics on these things. Anxiety, depression, suicide, all these things are just sky high, higher than they've ever been, and they've jumped by hundreds of percentile. Not in just a normal, organic way, it's just they've just jumped and jumped and jumped. For us as Catholics and as Christians, I think it's very important for us to recognize that we have the treasure. We have the treasure. What we're called to do is to continue to pursue the treasure. The truth, even, even though it eludes us even, oftentimes, the truth is there is no one or nothing that can make us happy 
or, or have the joy that we were made to receive other than the person who's telling this parable here, the person of Jesus Christ. We are made for him. We are made for God. We are made to be in relationship and union with God. We are meant to be in relationship and union with God now and ultimately in heaven when we die. And we are called to, as Jesus said, go out and evangelize. We are called to help people see this treasure. Notice how both treasures, in both instances, they were these kind of hidden, subtle, underground, not quite really recognizing it. For me as a practicing Catholic growing up, didn't quite have that adult perspective, didn't quite fall in love um, until I was 20 or so years old, even though I had grown up with these things. Although the treasure was right there. The treasure is right there. The Lord is here. He's calling us. He is the only way to joy. Lord, we ask you to bless us and our families. Help us to pursue that which is worthy of our attention. And help us to let go of any of the things that we cling to that do not bring us the joy that you're desiring to give us. Help us to not invest in the things of this world, but to give ourselves fully over to you and invest in you. We ask these things through Christ our Lord. Amen.